need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Learning English helps me to talk about my hobbies, like fishing. SBS acknowledges the traditional custodians of country in their connections and continuous care for the skies, lands, and waterways throughout Australia. Hi, my name is DJ. What did you do last weekend? Well, I did something for the first time. Fishing. I had a perfect afternoon fishing on a trout and salmon farm near the city. It was a bit hard because it took me an hour to catch a fish. But I was really happy about catching something at last. It felt like a really big accomplishment for someone like me who's new to fishing. In this episode, we are going to talk about fishing and some of the words and phrases you can use when you want to find out more about the weather and safety conditions in different places where you can fish. As we know, Australians love to go fishing. According to a recent National Recreational Fishing Survey, one in five Australians went fishing last year. Our guest historian and author Anna Clark will talk about just how much they love it a little later. But for now, let's begin fishing. I mean, learning. With our characters, Alan and Claire. Let's imagine that Claire has driven to a coastal area with her family to go fishing. She has just parked her car and starting to get their gear out when Alan... A local in the town sees her and starts talking to her about the area. Going fishing, eh? Looks like you've got all your gear. Are you folks new to this fishing spot? Yeah, I've heard this is a great place for rock fishing. My husband and kids are looking forward to reeling in some big ones. It sure is. But just a heads up, you have to watch out for the tides and the swell. If those waves start to come up, You've got to find some safer ground quickly. Safety first, right? Hmm, I'd better check the weather and swell forecasts to make sure. Absolutely. I usually monitor the conditions for up to 30 minutes before heading out onto the rocks. I also wear a life jacket and suitable footwear. Ah yes, we have them already. My husband even brought a longer fishing rod so that he could stay away from the edge of the rock platform and avoid getting snagged up. Smart move. I never fished alone here, to be honest. I'm always worried about slipping and falling. Thanks for the tips. It's really good to chat with a local. Someone who knows the area well before you start fishing. And this conversation has some useful words and phrases you can use to talk about fishing conditions and safety. Let's hear them again. Are you folks new to this fishing spot? Alan is a local in the town, meaning someone who lives there. He talked to Claire and used the word folks, which is an informal way of addressing people you don't know. When he asked if they were new to the fishing spot, it's like a casual and welcoming way to start a conversation 
and learn about their experience at that particular fishing spot. A fishing spot is a place where people go fishing. These spots can be on rivers, lakes, ponds, or any bodies of water where fishing is allowed. In this case, the spot is the coastal area. Yeah, I've heard this is a great place for rock fishing. My husband and kids are looking forward to reeling in some big ones. A reel is like a wheel on which we wind. On a fishing rod, the reel is the circular part that holds the fishing line. To reel something in is to pull something in on a thread or line. If you catch a fish on the end of your fishing line, you have to reel it in to get it onto the ground. So when someone says they are looking forward to reeling in some big ones, they mean that they really like the idea that they are going to catch some large fish. Claire also mentioned rock fishing. Rock fishing is a type of fishing that you do from rocky shorelines or coastal cliffs rather than from a boat or a pier. It's a popular form of fishing in Australia, but it can also be dangerous because sea and weather conditions can change very quickly. Which is why Alan warned Claire. Just a heads up, you have to watch out for the tides and the swell. If those waves start to come up, you've got to find some safer ground quickly. A heads up is an informal expression that we use to warn someone about something bad that is going to or could happen. Alan said, just a heads up. You have to watch out for the tides and the swell. The tides are the regular movement of the sea as it moves up and down the beach twice a day according to the phases of the moon. Each day, there are two high tides and two low tides. If you are standing on a rock that is covered by the sea at high tide, you need to watch for the state of the tide. That is, whether the tide is coming in or going out so that you can always walk back to dry land safely. A swell is the movement up and down of the waves in the sea. A big swell is when the waves are really big. And this can be dangerous if you are standing on the edge of a rock. I'd better check the weather and swell forecasts to make sure. To forecast something is to say what is going to happen in the future. So a forecast is a prediction about the future. Claire said she'd check two things. First, the weather forecast, which tells us if it will be sunny, rainy, stormy, or windy. Second is the swell forecast, which tells us how big the waves will be, which way they're going, and how often they come. I usually monitor the conditions for up to 30 minutes before heading out onto the rocks. To monitor something is to keep watching it carefully over time. So when Alan said Claire should monitor the conditions for up to 30 minutes, he meant that she should keep watching the waves and the weather for at least half an hour before they head out onto the rocks. To head out means to go out. I also wear a life jacket and suitable footwear. 
A life jacket is a special vest you wear to help you float and stay on the surface when you are in the water. My husband even brought a longer fishing rod so that he could stay away from the edge of the rock platform and avoid getting snagged up. In fishing, snagging up is when your fishing line or hook gets caught or tangled in something. Smart move. I never fished alone here, to be honest. I'm always worried about slipping and falling. We say smart move when we think that someone has done something very clever. Alan is worried about slipping. That is losing his balance on the rock and falling because it is wet. That's a lot of words and phrases about fishing, but it's worth it. Let's listen again to the whole conversation between Alan and Claire. Going fishing, eh? Looks like you've got all your gear. Are you folks new to this fishing spot? Yeah, I've heard this is a great place for rock fishing. My husband and kids are looking forward to reeling in some big ones. It sure is. But just a heads up, you have to watch out for the tides and the swell. If those waves start to come up, you've got to find some safer ground quickly. Safety first, right? Hmm, I'd better check the weather and swell forecasts to make sure. Absolutely. I usually monitor the conditions for up to 30 minutes before heading out onto the rocks. I also wear a life jacket and suitable footwear. Ah yes, we have them already. My husband even brought a longer fishing rod so that he could stay away from the edge of the rock platform and avoid getting snagged up. Smart move. I never fished alone here, to be honest. I'm always worried about slipping and falling. Thanks for the tips. To give us a bit of history on why Australians love fishing, we will talk to an award-winning historian and author of The Catch, Australia's Love Affair with Fishing, Anna Clark. Hi Anna, how are you? Hi TJ, I'm well, thank you. First question is, why Australians love fishing? I mean, it's not just Australians, of course. Fishing is much loved all over the world, but in Australia... Um, you know, there is, there's so much of the natural world, the environment and nature that is still relatively accessible for a lot of people, the beaches um, and inland waterways and rivers. And so it's something that everybody can enjoy. Anybody can go outside and enjoy connecting with nature. And so I think fishing is a really, you know, a really unique part of the ways Australians connect with nature. In your book, The Catch, you discussed the fishing history of Australia. Can you give us a bit of information about that? Yeah, absolutely. The thing I, I find really interesting about the history of fishing in Australia is it really follows Australian history more broadly. You could almost tell the story of Australia through fishing um, from the earliest connections with the natural world through indigenous fishing, which occurred for you know tens of thousands of years. Um, before colonisation. Then when colonists first arrived in Australia in the late 1700s, some of the first things they did were fishing. You know, obviously they had to um, survive and they were really struck by the natural world here. They hadn't seen anything like that in um, England. And so their connection, early connection with Australia was also through fishing. 
Uh, and then in the 20th century, of course, waves of migration, um, particularly after the Second World War, but all, all, all also before it from places like Italy and Greece and then later on from Asian countries. Fishing is one of the most important ways that um, everyday people connect to the place they live in because it helps them feel at home. Aside from the history and joy of fishing, what can we expect from your book, The Catch? Uh, well, I hope people can enjoy the book by thinking about the places it describes and also the incredible fish in Australia um, that used to be caught and still can be. But, you know, it's really, I suppose, a story of some of the history that we have lost, sadly, as Australia, you know, there was a, been a lot of overfishing in Australia. So in many ways, as well as sort of being a, a, a history that's a tribute to the joy of fishing, it also shows that fishing can be quite a sad story um, and that we need to be really careful about managing our fisheries because they're very fragile and they don't, they're not endless. Um, they, they don't go on forever. And, and part of the story of Australian fishing has been a story of increasing knowledge and scientific research into Australian fisheries and working out how to manage them sustainably so that we can, can, we can keep fishing into the future and keep sharing it with our children and grandchildren. Thank you, Anna, for joining us today. Thanks, TJ. It was really nice to chat with you. Now let's practice phrases from this episode. First, see if you remember the meaning before hearing the answer. What is a fishing spot? A fishing spot refers to a place where people go fishing. What is rock fishing? Rock fishing is a type of fishing that takes place from rocky shorelines or coastal cliffs rather than from a boat or a pier. Now listen carefully and repeat the phrases you can use about fishing conditions and safety. I'm looking forward to reeling in some big ones. I monitor the conditions before heading out onto the rocks. I will check the weather and swell forecasts. Stay away from the edge of the rock platforms. On our website, sbs.com.au slash learnenglish, you can find more phrases and practice your listening and understanding skills with our quiz. You can also find us on Facebook. We are SBS Learn English. I'm TJ. Thank you for learning English with me. Why do people want to be at work? To feel heard, appreciated, part of something, and to know there's a career path for everyone. Inclusive workplaces are linked to increased innovation, productivity, and employee satisfaction. Make your organization a place where people want to be. For inclusion and diversity training, visit inclusion-program.com.au.